So today's my birthday, so we're gonna do things differently. Why don't you tell them what we're doing this week, Jess? So this week, instead of Kyle bringing something to me from his childhood, I am bringing something to Kyle from my childhood. So it's a uh, Kyle don't know this week. <laughs> Our very first one. How do you feel about that trademark? Good. I, I, I'm glad I don't have to do any of the research this week. I am um, not very happy about the research part of this. So what are we going to be watching? We are going to be watching The Road to El Dorado. Okay. That's like uh, DreamWorks, right? Yes, it is. So I'll tell you what I, I know about it. Well, first off, did you own it like when you were a kid? Yes. Uh, we did have this as a VHS at my house. Wow. Did it have like the, uh, the, Disney, the Disney plastic uh, VHS cover? Uh, it was the plastic cover. Nice. Yeah, we had, um, you were seeing Prince of Egypt? Yes. Yes. I used to watch that all the time. Yes, I liked that one too. Alright, so it's about two guys are looking for something, and there's a chick in it, and mm -hmm. a tropical place, and there's a uh, armadiddle who turns into a ball. Armadiddle? Armadiddle. Armadillo. Yeah. It, turn... it sounds like you're saying armadiddle. No, that's not what I was saying. Oh, maybe that was what I was saying by accident. But yeah, and he like can turn into like a little like basketball or something. Okay. I think they're explorers. Okay. So they find like a lost city, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty good guess. Okay. So I guess we'll just watch it and then uh, continue with the format. All right. See you guys in a few. All right, Jess, this is your rodeo. Oh, God, don't make me do this, man. So you're the Kyle, I'm the Jess. All right, so please excuse me. I have never been the Kyle in this situation, so I'm going to do my best. All right. Uh, so we just finished watching The Road to El Dorado. What did you think of it? Uh, not much. Didn't think much about it. Uh, what do you mean, what did I think about it? Well, what were your thoughts? Did you like the movie? I'd watch it again. I don't think it was a good movie. It was super inappropriate for children. I, I can't stand DreamWorks movies of the late 1990s, early 2000s. They're all very clearly trying to be Disney movies. Yes, but because they are DreamWorks and not Disney, you did notice they get away with a lot more than uh, Disney movies. Yeah, do. one scene involved uh, naked men's butts flipping off monkeys and then something else horrendous happened mm, oh the monkeys ran off with their clothes that's why they were flipping them off in the first place all right so you, you should probably ask me something along the lines of what was the plot what was the plot of the movie okay so there's these two super unlikable guys who have no redeeming qualities and they get a map to go to el diablo but the map el dorado el diablo but the map isn't relevant at all because they end up just catching a ride with a boat that was going there anyways. Just a coincidence, yeah. So I guess the map scene was just a uh, fill run time. And then they get to the city full of the Pocahontas rejects, and they, they see the white people, so they go, oh, you guys must be gods. You're, you're, uh, you're white. You know, I love it. And then there's a really, really, uh, I use this term to describe a cartoon character because of how in your face about it was. There's a very sexual, sexy uh, lady who's naked the whole fucking movie. And she wants to leave the island, which she doesn't end up doing. The movie got worse and worse as it went on. Okay. The jokes got worse. Okay. It got more predictable. And that's that's it. That's that's, uh, that's what I thought about it. Okay. Any but, Anything else? Regarding the plot? Yes. Nope. That's all I got for the plot. That's the plot. Uh, they want to go... They want their... Okay, so the one guy... 
is obsessed with getting gold. Tulio. And the other guy is obsessed with adventure. Miguel. Yes. Uh, Miguel is, is very upsetting looking. Frightening. <laughs> yeah, his uh, character design is a little ups- unsettling. It's one of those blonde Spaniards, you know, that, that totally exist. And uh, they get to, like I said, they get to the island and the natives find them. And uh, there's um, a priest of some sort. And he's like, ah, yes, you're you're gods. His name is Zeko Khan. Yes. And then the, the, the chief is like, well, no, you're not gods. Chief Tanamba. Because gods don't exist. But we find that, like, if you read between the lines... Gods do exist. Their religion is the real religion. And the white people came to whitewash it and basically tell them that there isn't a god. So here's my big thing is the whole whole movie, uh, Buddy keeps sacrificing people to the gods, right? Yes. He keeps trying to get the gods to agree to sacrifices. And Milo doesn't, Milo's not going to stand for it. Miguel. Miguel, he's like, don't do that, it's bad. But the voodoo doctor is right, God does exist. Like, he uses magic. Yeah, that that kind of makes it all weird, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, yeah, there's, like, a point where he, like, animates this stone jaguar, and it's like, how? Like, magic is real? What What is going on? See, yeah, at first when he does his magic, at first you think it's, like, optical illusions. Yes. Like, almost in the Prince of Egypt, when there's those two, uh, like, um... Hep... Hep Sure, the little fat guy and the skinny guy. Yeah. They, they're like, oh, Moses, you got your god tricks, we got our god tricks. But their tricks are actually tricks. Yeah, it's like illusions. Where I thought at first Buddy was doing illusions too, where he makes the spiders and the snakes. Yeah, and yeah. The rats. Like sleight of hand. Yeah. yeah. But then you find out, no, he can use like... Legit magic. It's weird. And God does want sacrifice because he makes like a, a cauldron of like magic goo to make the, the Jagger come to life. And the last ingredient to it is a, is a human man. Yes, and that's what essentially brings the stone jaguar to life mm-hmm. is the sacrifice of this human. So I feel like the villagers are worse off now because they're like, oh, we're not going to sacrifice people anymore. The gods clearly wanted you to sacrifice people. Yeah. It's not a good movie. It's just like yeah. the different stuff. Like, no, um, watching it with adult eyes, I can agree that it's, it's not a very good movie, but... There's something about nostalgia where you just kind of hold these terrible movies near and dear to your heart because you enjoyed them so much when you were younger. It had value. Yeah. It, it was like like that Babe one. You love that movie, but I found it quite boring. Okay, fair. I still think it... Uh, this yeah, it was movie, probably a better movie than El Dorado. This movie was entertaining to an extent, but it it, uh, it missed out in a lot of things. Like the last scene, uh, they want to get off the island. But there's this bad guy, a second bad guy that is the bad guy. Cortez. Who, Cortez. Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Yeah. The white guy. The Spaniard, yeah. In a good movie, when you cut back to certain scenes, it's not just to show what's happening. Something else should happen on top of it. Twice in that movie, they show Cortez on the island, but it's just showing him on the island to establish he's on the island. Nothing, nothing funny happens. And that happens. he's getting closer to the gate of El Dorado. That's yes. what they're establishing. But what they should have done was have like have a scene where like one of his men is like, "Oh, uh, this is a uh, this is pointless. It's like looking for like the fountain of youth. It ain't gonna work." And have Cortez like kill his man for treason to show like, "Oh, this guy's a big baddie." Yeah. Besides, just like having high cheekbones. And looking miserable, actually have the character do bad things. Yeah, he he pretty much had like resting bitch face. That's yes. it. Opening of the movie, we our, our two protagonists are ripping off people. Yeah, they um they aren't really set up to be like good guys. So who am I who am I rooting for? There's a village full of assholes who sacrifice their own people. The ending of the movie keep the bad guy from going to Al Diablo. 
what's it called? El, uh, El Dorado. El Dorado. They keep going on with their journey to like figure out where it is, and that would be a perfect opportunity for the main characters to steal his boat and go on their next adventure. But it ends with them stuck on the island. Okay, yes. And there is a reason why they ended it the way they did. There was a plan for a second movie, a sequel, uh, but this movie bombed at the box office. Uh, how much do you think the movie cost to make? Uh, $162 million. So it costs $95 million was the budget for the film. And how much do you think it made at box office? $54 million? Uh, $76.4 million. Yeah, so they didn't make the money back. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so they were planning a second movie, which was cancelled. Uh, it doesn't give us a whole lot, but it was pretty much just following Miguel, Tulio, and Chell as they set off on their new adventure. Uh, it was cancelled because of, obviously, the first film did so poorly. Mm-hmm. As well as that DreamWorks abandoned their 2D animation films. After the failure of... Can I guess? Titan AE? No. After the box office failure of Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas in 2003, they completely abandoned 2D animation and went with CGI animation. And that's where we got such classic films as Shark Tale. Yes, which was (laughs) an amazing film by DreamWorks. Oh, it's definitely uh, Jack Black's best DreamWorks film I've ever seen. One Hundy. Is El Dorado a a real thing from mythology? Um, Yes, it is. It was, um, from my research, it was a city uh, just outside of Bogota. uh, And it was famed and rumored to be like a city entirely made of gold. And that was kind of to get um, explorers to come over and like see the new world. I guess that's a pretty good tourist, uh, you know, because attraction. Tell everyone your city is made of gold. That will get people to visit you. The way the bad guy finds out they're not really gods. This movie should be called By Chance. Because everything happens by chance. Yes, 100%. No one works towards a goal and gets it done. It just, uh, oh, I got this map. Well, let's, let's go on the trip to Aldea. Oh, we just happened to land on the island. Uh, they play this, this game, which looks like, uh, like Harry Potter's Quidditch. Uh, where you have to get a ball through um, a hoop. So I guess basketball. Okay. Because that is an actual game. Oh, is it? And the the priest the priest guy sees that uh, Buddy scratched his face and he's bleeding. And that makes him realize, like, oh, you're not a god. But if I was him, I would just assume that God is in a human form. Like, Jesus could bleed, I would assume, right? Like, he did bleed. Jesus bled. Remember when he was on the cross? He had the, th- the, the thing? So, like, yes. you can be God and still bleed because you're in your human form. The characters play, and I may mispronounce this, so my apologies, Ulama with the natives of the city. So that's the name of the game. It's an actual um, game that was played by natives to south america at that time they pretty much did get it like you're supposed to hit the ball it's kind of like soccer you're not allowed to use really your hands like you can hit it with your hands but you can't grab the ball no you can kick it you can hip check it you can headbutt it you can like smack it with your hand like a volleyball yeah but you cannot physically grab the ball has to keep stay, has to stay in play. Yeah, and okay. the ball pretty much has to always be in motion. Okay. Well, one thing did they have? Did, you, did they use? Because uh, the end of the game, they use the sun, kind of like as a sundial. Yes. And once it hits a certain line, the game's over, right? Does that mean the game can only be played at a certain time every day? See, I think that was something that was added for the movie's benefit. Yeah. Because um, that was kind of dumb. What happens is they do the, they do use a, a form of a sundial to 
check it, but it's not like the shadow moving. It's an actual legitimate sundial. Yeah, I believe it. That like, but I just think it's funny that like the guys are outside and they, I guess they, I guess they see kids playing the game or something like that. Yeah, Miguel is um, touring through the city, yeah. just kind of like taking in the beauty, and he sees a bunch of kids playing this game, and the kids essentially invite him to come play with them. And then, like, the head priest guy sees them. And, yeah, he's, and he's pissed. he's like, oh, no, no, uh, you guys don't want to play that here. You want to play it in this stadium. So that only that would only have worked if, by the off chance, that he offered to play with that, like, have them play before the sun went down. Yeah, right at the perfect time of day. That's yeah. it. Had they seen the kids playing the ball an hour before that, they'd have to stand around for an hour and wait for the sun. Or even an hour later, they'd have to be no like... No chance. Yeah, no chance. Would... we got to do it tomorrow now, It's got to be a tomorrow thing. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was really hard for sacrifice, eh? He wanted to sacrifice so many fuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He was very big on it. Another fun fact is they were trying to get uh, Antonio Banderas to play Tulio. The black-haired gentleman. The black-haired gentleman okay. in the movie. Uh, he turned the role down for undisclosed reasons. It was yep. never, like, stated why. But they did later get him for Puss in Boots and Shrek. So it's all good. They got Antonio Banderas. I wonder if um, if initially it was, like, a uh, Zorro. Because you know, like, Puss in Boots is a clear, like, Zorro homage? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if that character was a huge Zorro homage and then they, like, got rid of it because it didn't make sense and then put it onto uh, Puss in Boots. That c- could possibly be what had happened. Mm-hmm. The the horse looked a lot like the horse from Tangled. Yes, yeah. The The animation of horses is only like so much they can do. Mm-hmm. You pointed out there's a lot of, it wasn't so much jokes for the adults as it was just blatant inappropriate uh, humor. The girl seduces the guy. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, she gives him oral sex, you pointed out. Yes. Uh, now, we don't actually see that, but there is a scene where the high priest, Zekel Khan, is coming to talk to Tulio. And the scene we get is you see Chell, like, rising up because he's, like, calling out. And then you see Tulio sit up. And where Chell has, like, raised her head from was not anywhere near where Tulio's mouth would have been. She was clearly giving him oral sex. Yeah, that's funny. Cool. I thought it was very cool was... In the credits, at the end, it didn't just have, like, Tulio voiced by so-and-so, Chala voiced by so-and-so. We learned from watching Sweatbox that sometimes one animator will be in charge of designing one character and animating one character. So they kind of made a point to show that, that like, they, they credit the animator as the character, too, to an extent. Like, it would say, like, voice acted by, supervisor of animation by, the and then go of... on to the next character and do it again. Which... You know, I kind of like that. Give the dudes what's done. Because, like, you're... Like, I get it. In a lot of ways, uh, the voice actor is the embodiment of the character. But the voice actor is playing off what's drawn. And that's one thing I'll say about the movie is the characters are very expressional. Um, another note. The two uh, main characters, Kenneth Barnock, who voices Miguel, and Kevin Klein, Klein who voices... Yeah. Tulio. Yeah. Normally how they do um, recordings for animated films is they just have the voice actors recording their parts completely on their own. What they had was they had those two in the same studio recording their lines together so they could kind of feed off each other's energy and make it feel more like they were did have this long-standing friendship. Well, that's what I was trying to say with the movie. Like, yeah, when you, it, like The first like 20 minutes or so, it's not a good movie. But the back and forth is good. Yeah, because you, you really feel like 
the chemistry between them. I don't know if that's the right term. That is the right term, yeah. Yeah. It really does put a sense in that, like, these guys have known each other for a very long time. They're really good friends. Yeah. You know where I kind of lost interest in the movie, I'm being honest? Uh, it was around the time where they get to the island, and then they start the montage of them looking for the, the lost city. Because I feel like we were, like, we were too early in to start a montage. A montage is something midway through near the end. It's silly. Um, when they get to the island, there's skeletons with, like, swords in them. Yes. And I was, I remember I was watching, I said to you, why did they leave, like, why would they leave the swords behind? Maybe they couldn't get them out of the bodies after they had stabbed them? I mean, that's quite possible, but I just, like, it's so we can see that they were killed. That they were blatantly murdered and they didn't die of natural causes. Sorry, I just need to point out that you keep referring to it as an island. In reality, El Dorado is actually in Colombia, so it's not an island, it's actually on the continent. Oh. Like, it's on the mainland. So they're not stranded. No. See, they don't say... They're not marooned. But, like, this is a film for kids, and... Kids don't go, oh, Columbia, I know where that is. For all attention purposes, it was an island. That's kind of how they were playing it off. It yeah. didn't make a lot of sense. Then why did they want to, okay, that's fine, but then they want to go back on the boat. You would not go back on the boat. If you were stranded at sea, you wouldn't just go on the boat and, like, look for another... Yes, but at the same time, I feel like they didn't have, um... a very good idea of exactly where they were because they thought that they could just simply row back to Spain, which is quite a distance from where they ended up. Well, wasn't there, like, initial, like, wasn't that their end game plan? Like, they get, uh, they get the villagers to build them a boat. And so they, they can boat. head back to Spain, yeah. yes. Did but, you um, notice the, C, like, the terrible CGI in the film? There was two points where I noticed there was terrible CGI. The rope that was on the first boat was CGI for some reason. The gold at the end was all CGI that was on the boat. Yes. Yeah, I did notice those. Yeah. Um, just to go back, I did do just Google it. The distance from Colombia to Spain is approximately 8,033 kilometers. So the whole setup is that these guys are planning to row a rowboat, not a ship or anything like that, a rowboat. With a horse on it. Yes, across the North Atlantic Ocean. I feel like in a more realistic movie, they would have killed the horse and ate him. On the boat. Probably, but it's a children's movie, so... Uh, there was cool, like I said, there was cool shots. At one point where they feel like they're going to die, and it's like a, a real tight shot where they're on the boat back to back, and Buddy puts his hand in the water and pulls up sand. They both do. They both yeah. kind of put their hands over the side of the boat and pull up sand, and um, if you notice, the way they react to it is just a little bit different. Yeah, one guy is confused by the scenario he's like what why is there sand in the ocean their guy like i guess he's the quicker on his feet he goes, oh well we're on land yeah 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 tulio's looking at it and he's like sand we must be on land and then miguel's like oh fuck this shit and then you see it like click in his mind he's like sand yeah what uh, i might have been putting this to the movie but i felt like uh and maybe uh, i'm putting this on to them but like i felt for the first half an hour of the movie i thought they were gay yeah, they, they do kind of allude to the fact, because they call each other partners a lot. Yes. But you know you have to keep in mind that this movie is set in about the 1500s. No, not about. They tell you the exact time and period that it's set. I th- What is it, 1565? I think so, yeah. Well, like, that's what I'm trying to And they both kind of look effeminate. Like, not effeminate. They're kind of like, uh, you know, well-put-together guys. What, what they should have done was show them in an orphanage as kids or something. 
and showing that they only had each other. Because, like, yeah, like, I, you know the wrong being gay. I'm just saying, I watch this movie and I'm like... 1519 is the year that this movie was set in. It's just like, we don't know when they met. Yeah, we don't their get... Their relationship to each other. Exactly. We don't get a lot of background. It's just kind of all assumed that they're really good friends. They've known each other for a very long time. You know, I, I like that idea. I never really, as a kid, thought much into it. But yeah, maybe they were both um, orphaned and they found some something in each other that they could, like, work together together. To, like, con people, obviously. Yeah. Well, what they should have done was, like, the first scene where they rip everyone off with the dice. And that should have been a scene when they were kids. Because, like, having children rip people off is a lot more endearing than having adult men. Yeah, it's less jarring than having adult adult men men rip people off. And then they did that thing that uh, every good story does is the very first scene is the last scene in a lot of ways. They do a fake argument thing, and that's how they get out of shit. And you yeah. pointed out that they reminded you of Loki and Thor. Yes. And you're right, after they, they, Thor Ragnarok, they do that thing where... Get help. Get help, yeah. Where they throw... Thor, Thor, Thor throws, throws Loki. Loki. Yeah. So that was similar to the get help thing, because then they bring it back to the ending, where uh, even though the high priestage is like safe in a building and having the, the Jagger, Jaguar do all the work for him, yes. he decides, you know... I'm going to come and like face these people and talk to them myself. And why do you think they did that? Uh, so that they could... Because they can't kill a giant jaguar. A giant stone... Yes, exactly. So they um, do that, that stunt they pull where they like argue with each other to like trick him into being punched off the cliff. Uh, that man teleported, too. Because he was in the city. How did he get there so quick? I have no idea. I'm He's magic. You He's magic. He's magic, that's right. Yeah, so these two white guys have doomed this fucking city because their gods are... Clearly um, excited with about the um, sacrifices, and, and uh, Miguel basically uh, told them not to do sacrifices anymore. Why they think that they're gods is because, unbeknownst to them, a volcano erupts. Yeah, a volcano starts erupting uh, as they're like arguing with each other because Miguel's like, "Let's go with this con," and Tulio's like, "We can't do that. Like, what are you doing, Miguel?" But from the perspective of the villagers, it looks like they're like concentrating and harnessing like the power of the volcano to make it erupt yeah and then tulio just kind of gets overwhelmed and yells stop yep and the volcano stops chance the movie yes and i know this is like you're not supposed to think this much into it but like that volcano um is going to erupt again and essentially kill everyone in that fucking village it's gonna be another pompeii yeah it is you're right good place for loki to hide out in Exactly. Yeah, bring it all around. Yeah, the movie wasn't good. Uh, the Arvark, or what I call it. Armadillo. Armadiddle, as I said Armadiddle, earlier, yes. He uh, decides to help them cheat in the weird, what was the game called? Ulama? Yeah, in the Llama game. But why? Why did, like, they should have had a scene where Julio and Miguel save the Arvark. Or, like, the Arvark, like, takes a shining to them or anything. Because the Arvark just uh, takes this beating. You know, and, and beats the game for them for no reason, just because. Because, you know, they needed to win. Mm-hmm. And you actually noticed something about the armadillo that I never noticed, is that they ca- they run into the armadillo outside of the city. Yeah. And it just kind of follows them throughout the movie. Yeah, I always assumed, like I said, I'd never seen this movie before, even watched a trailer. But just from, like, the pictures I got, 
the impression I got was she, that Armadillo was a pet to the girl. Yeah. Like, when she first was running around with that golden statue, for some reason I thought it was the Armadillo and it was like a holy Armadillo. Armadillo. Yeah, because the way it's drawn, it doesn't look like a traditional one. I thought it was like a special yeah. one, you know? Like a sacred to the city one. Where does this movie take place again? Um, El Dorado in Colombia, just outside of Bogota. Are there jaguars in, in Colombia? I feel like there are uh, jaguars in South America, yes. Okay, that, makes, that checks out. Then. They were doing the thing that, um, I guess a lot of religions do this, but in, in, in Christianity, uh, there's different ages, right? Like the age of Aquarius is Jesus' time, because Aquarius is fish and Jesus fed everyone with fish. And before Jesus showed up the Moses time, they... Uh, I believe it's a, a fake golden statue of an ox. Because it's the zodiac signs, right? Mm -hmm. So during Moses' time in the Old Testament, that was the age of the ox. The okay. Because they had golden oxes. And then when Jesus was born, the age of Aquarius. In this movie, they were kind of doing the same thing where it was like the age the age of whatever was ending, and it was the age of the jaguar. And we kind of noticed the coolest Easter egg where whatever the... Like they showed different pictures of the different ages. And it's the... DreamWorks boy fishing. On, on the moon, yeah. Yes. Ironic in a lot of ways because the age of the, you know, DreamWorks cartoons was ending, you know, and uh, it would have been more funnier, though, if instead of, like, Jaguar, it was, like, a mouse, like, Mickey Mouse or something like that, you know? Yeah, it would have been interesting to see that. Yeah. Uh, Miguel and Julio's back and forth was good, but then once they get to the city and they kind of separate, that's where just things were happening because it's a movie and things have to happen. Yeah, movie has to movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you think about the songs in the movie? Oh. Uh, like the opening song and all of that. There was two good songs. Neither one were the Elton. The Elton John has some songs, and it feels like... They were all like the B-side rejected songs from Lion King. They weren't very good. But there were two songs in it where I was like, okay, this is not too bad. The uh, intro song where they're telling the story of the gods, that was a pretty cool song. Mm -hmm. But the one song that I actually would I would put on and listen to again was uh, something to do with, like, uh, I don't remember the, how it went in my head, but I just remember I liked it. It was about um, how hard it is to be a god. Oh, yes, that one, um, when they're doing the, the feast. It's tough to be a god. Uh, the song, um, it's entitled It's Tough to Be a God. The song was written by Elton John and Randy Newman. The songs written by him, I just meant like uh, the songs he sung weren't that uh, great. Yes, I do agree with you. That was uh, one of my favorite songs as well as the opening song. I think those two were... I'm thinking this movie uh, was the sexual awakening for a lot of little boys and girls. Uh-huh. Because she's naked the whole fucking movie. She is in uh, very, like, revealing clothing throughout the entire movie, yes. And the guys, um, they're naked at certain points. Yes, they are. Yeah. Scrolling through pictures. Yeah, of and just, like, as we're looking at this, like, the fan art, it's all, like, very... Very famous. sexualized. Like, look at this. Clearly people who were fans of this movie... But let's be honest, people are going to sexualize anything they can, because if you Google certain Pokemon, people will draw those Pokemon... Very sexualized, like Gardevoir and yeah. La Bunny. No, you're right. You're not wrong. Like I totally agree. I'm just saying, like the way she's dressed. Yes, yes. Puts no. the and idea in your head. It does beg the question of like, who designed her? Like this is a children's movie, and it really illustrates just how much uh, children's movies could get away with in the late '90s, early 2000s. I think the movie's better for it, for Alan Saint Sounds, because like it's not it's not a good movie. The good parts of it are the adult, in my opinion. Like it works. Like we said last week, we watched Babe, and I said that 
it's a great movie for kids. I appreciate it more as an adult. This is almost like reverse, where like this is not a good movie for kids, but I still I think it has more good qualities to watch as an adult. Yeah, you got a broad who's not dressed completely appropriate. You got the guys flipping off monkeys. That's one thing you said that we I actually didn't see that scene. Apparently they cut it from the stream the stream we were watching. The guy yeah. didn't give the monkey a middle finger. Yeah, they, they kind of cut it in a way. Like, the scene wasn't long to begin with, so it wouldn't have even affected the runtime of the movie. Like a two-second scene. Like, yeah, it was, like, a second or two long, but I always thought that was, like, so, like, oh, my God, hilarious. If anything, I think they, they should have doubled down on it and had, like, more adult themes to it. Yes, but you also have to keep in mind that they still needed to keep this PG rating. I can't believe that movie had a PG rating. Again, early 2000s, you know, movies got away with a lot more. Mm. And I'm sure had this movie been released, you know, 10, 20 years earlier, it would have had a G rating because movies were allowed to get away with more at that time. Yeah, no, I agree. I felt like a lot of characters looked like Disney characters. Uh... Yes, that was the thing is that DreamWorks animators, the thing is, I don't... I'm sure you know this, but a lot of uh, the animators work on contract. So a lot of them actually have worked on Disney and DreamWorks products. And DreamWorks does try to to imitate Disney's style a lot because, you know. Go with what works. Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. So, yeah, I think I would watch it again. It it was boring. I like the girl character. I like the guys in the yeah. first half. They were very funny. They added the animal sidekicks to be like Disney. That was pretty obvious. And in a lot of ways, it was like the snail, the snake was eating its own tail because like clearly they were trying to rip off Disney. But then I feel like like the design for the horse from Tangled, I feel like it was based off the horse that was ripped off by a Disney character. Do you not feel like that horse looked like the Tangled horse? Yes, but I feel like it looked like a different Disney horse that I'm trying to think of now. Mulan's horse? No, no. Mulan's horse is black. That's Yeah, but um, like the design, like nah, you should write. Achilles. The horse from the hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh like the predominant Disney horses. Oh, you're right. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And Maximus is um based off Achilles too. A lot of them do look the same, yeah. It was fun to do something I haven't seen before. Um, I'd say my favorite scene was when the cartoon girl was seducing the dude. What was your favorite scene? I really like the scene where Miguel is just wandering through the city. I don't know. I, I can't really place it. I guess I just like how they illustrated the beauty of the city. And I'm somebody who I want to travel. I want to see different things. So I guess I really appreciated how they illustrated, you know, the city, the different animals, the people. That was cool. I, I can't remember any other. There was more than just the giant turtles, but they not so much mythical creatures. They had like giant birds as well. Different um, creatures. Yeah. So like how they got around in the city was there was a lake in the center and they would ride giant turtles. That was cool. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I guess what wouldn't fly today, obviously, was like there's two guys and they're white and like the villagers were brown. Like mm-hmm. one would be a woman and one would be a, a person of color. Yes. And uh, the, the girl they find, they wouldn't have rescued. She would have rescued them in a way. And she would have been completely dressed, uh, flat chested, um, independent. Besides that. I think it would pretty much work for today. Anything in the movie you found that would not work today? Like, obviously, you wouldn't see cartoon men butts nowadays. Yeah, and you wouldn't see the cartoons flipping off the monkeys. 
Yeah, they cut that. Yeah, I wonder if we watch it on like an actual like because we watch it illegally online through a streaming service. I wonder. Shh, if, don't tell people. I wonder if we actually watch it on Disney Plus or whatever it would be on. If like I wonder a lot of it would be edited out. Like you wouldn't see their butts. You you know you wouldn't see her like her back when she's seducing him. And I don't think you would see her coming up from head. Yeah, because there is a scene in Who Figured Roger Rabbit where if you pause it for like a perfect second. You apparently you can see Jessica Rabbit's vagina. I don't know. I've never seen it. But when they released on DVD, they like cut that scene. Okay. So I'm not a fan of censor censorship. I, I think it's ruining uh, the film industry. So thank you for having me on your podcast, Jess. You're welcome. It was um really fun to kind of flip the script yeah. and be the Kyle for the episode. I don't know if I had done. You know, as good of a job as you do, but... No, you didn't do as good as a job as me. You did a better job than I would have done. Ooh, kiss assin' over here. I liked, uh, I liked that movie. I'm glad we should do this again sometime. I, I, it was good enough. Uh, it would be a good movie to fall asleep to, I think. Like, throw on in the background. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take a lot of mental and, power. Right, growing up, that was a movie that I would watch constantly. And yeah, I think... Yeah. I think it was just, I really liked, like, the illustrations of the city and the animals and the music. I really enjoyed the songs. Well, one thing they should have done, um, if they were going to make a sequel of it, is they could have had it where they, because you pointed out, too, when, like, the whole, like, plan at the end is they're going to use the ship to destroy the entrance and all the, they lose all the gold, right? Yes. They should have put gold in their pocket so they could fund their next adventure. Yes. So, and, like, have um, it each time, at the end of each movie... They get just enough gold to start a next adventure, but they never get what they actually want to get, you know? Yeah, uh, and if uh, you noticed, when Tulio is kind of, like, packing up to leave, he has a satchel. Yeah. Or, like, um, what am I thinking of? Like, a big hold-all bag, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, why couldn't you have, like, loaded that up with gold mm -hmm. and kind of, like, held on to it when the ship was crashing so you at least have this giant bag of gold? Oh, no, the best part is when uh, Milo, or sorry, Miguel goes in the boat to help them out. Yeah. He takes off gold earrings. And a gold hat, yeah. Yeah, like, he has these, like... And, like, um, nobody uh, mentioned the fact that Chell still is wearing solid gold earrings. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe they sell her earrings and the, the golden horseshoes to go on their next adventure. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind, they don't notice the golden horseshoes. No, it was um, a funny joke. El, El Tivo kind of, like, looks at them and then hides his hooves, like, oh, yeah, I still got gold. Yeah. My um, gold, you stupid humans. So one thing, if they did make a sequel, because they like to, they, they'll add on to the group, right? I could definitely see, like, a little kid being yeah. part of their group. Yeah, yeah. And, they, like, they meet this little kid because the kid somehow, like, cons them. Yeah. And they're like, I respect that. You can join us, little person. And that's how you start the next movie, is you do what I said, where, like, you show, like, it's a flashback to when they're kids. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. they're on their big adventure, and you do it, like, in almost in a Shrek the Third Way, where uh, the girl who's dating the black-haired dude, maybe, like, they see the kid, she wants a kid, he's, like, against kids, because kids suck, and, and then they, they keep you from your adventures, and then... Maybe the kid saves their life at the end, so they go, oh, kids are good, you know? Kids aren't all bad, yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll probably add a few other animals to their group. So that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to watch more videos or listen to more uh, podcasts like this, go to Kyle uh, HiXX on YouTube. Jess, you got a Twitch stream, right? Yes, I do have a Twitch stream. Um, it is JLAF Icorn. It's a play on Unicorn and my name. Uh, I mostly stream Pokemon Go. We're trying to expand into other video games and other things as well. Just 
you know, a little more variety, but only go check that out. Wait, what's that one what you want. game on El Diablo? Uh, Diablo 3. Oh. Yes. Road to El Diablo 3. Yeah, yeah, it's coming full circle, guys. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, maybe I should say peace out because yeah. I'm the Jess, so say goodbye or whatever. How do you normally sign off? Uh, I usually just say, all right, guys, bye. All right, guys, bye. And peace out. Fuck you.